most of my clients, they are successful at what they do. Then they get to a point where what they've been doing no longer works or isn't getting the result that they want. They are either feeling stuck, stagnant, less passionate, or overly passionate, but can't quite figure out how to get it done. So it could be super, super good or super, super bad. How does a business coach become a business coach? In today's episode, you'll hear from my business coach, Allison Dunn from Deliberate Directions, and learn the answer to that question. She's an amazing human and has so much more to share about her own journey in today's episode. Listen in. Allison Dunn. You are here. I'm going to list some things that I know about you. You can interject along the way if you'd like. Sounds good. One of the most pleasant people I've ever met in my lifetime. This is a true statement. Ooh, I'm so flattered by that. Great question asker, except when confronted with me for the very first time, because I didn't give you any space in between all the questions that I was asking. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Threw you off on that one. That was funny. Amazing listener, empathetic and compassionate, non-arrogant yet fully confident human being and business owner, someone who's disciplined and executes well. You want everyone around you to be better and do better. Not afraid to ask hard questions. Someone who loves life and chases it with urgency. Lives with an abundance mindset has fully invested in the Treasure Valley area and loves living here. Someone who's currently living one of the most difficult chapters of your life and my business coach. That's who you are to me. Yeah. Oh, TJ, that actually, like my heart's pounding. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you. I aim to do. Yeah, make, it worked. Make it pound. <laughs> so My heart pounds when I just see him. So, you know. <laughs> You're my favorite co-host. And only. <laughs> yeah. We've we've seen a couple different versions of ourselves. Yes, we time. have. Yeah. When did you move here? Uh, 2013. So it's been eight, yeah. eight years, but it's only been eight years also yeah. at the same time. Right. And I do. I feel like we've had like many chapters. You're my business coach, but like technically, who are you? What do you do? Tell the listening audience. Sure. Business coach, executive coach, or, you know, like the title of what I do or the way I think people find me. I look at what I get to do is to be a strategic partner in people's businesses. And often like the gift that I have of listening and asking good questions allows me to be um, kind of a thinking partner, you know, someone that helps people speak what it is in their mind that they don't really have many other people to share it with where they can be raw and honest and scared or lacking confidence or excited or, you know, all of the emotions that happen when you're either leading a business or you're leading people. And I just like to think that I'm the person that they can always count on to be honest. And I'm the person that they can count on that maybe they can be the most honest with of anyone. What's your company name? Deliberate Directions. Where does that come from? It, it's a it's a beautiful long story. The, I, the short version is at 16, I met a mentor. His name was Robert. And uh, Robert was the uh, dean of admissions of a preparatory school. Boy meets girl, meet his son, fall in love, break up. It's a terrible breakup. We live separate lives for 20 years. In the meantime, my mentor moves to, to uh, Sandpoint and launches a business called Deliberate Directions. And 
kind of the the reconnection of that is, you know, the boy who meets girl at 16 reconnects and fall, falls in love. We end up moving here to Idaho. Um, Robert passed my mentor in 2011 and basically dormanted the business. It just, it shut down. And when we came here, I decided to reopen it and give it new life. Have you been good at all of those things that we just talked about that are like your superpowers totally. forever? I think from a pretty young age. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, th- I feel like, like what I say I do, people go, well, you get paid for that? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the, like the first time, was it as a child or that you realized like, hey, actually, you know, when you realize like that, I did something naturally well, like, was there a, something you can remember your first memory of like, hey, this could be a job or this could be. So no, I didn't know it could be a job for sure. Um, it, it was all the roles that I've ever played as an employee for sure. Like I brought all of those talents to the table and it was usually as director of strategy or director of business development or um, general manager, you know, those types of roles. But then realizing I want to do those things, but I want to do them for a lot of companies so that I can have a bigger impact. Um, so I, but I want to make sure I answer your question. I feel like it was the role I played with a lot of my friends and inside of my family. And I think that I recognize is just natural for me. We're like, that's a really good idea. Or that's a really good question. And then they take action from it. Yeah. So it's more of a life school then, or a life scale than like, this is what I sure. do for a job. Yeah. Right. Right. Did anybody ever tell you that you should be a counselor? I actually tested for that. It was librarian counselor were like my top two. Uh-huh. <laughs> to um industry or like uh, professions that it's did you pursue yeah. being a counselor I did at all not, no okay. no 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 yeah. my degree is in finance and marketing yeah didn't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole no because i think i think counseling such a, a, a valid profession but i i'm positivity i'm abundance i'm fix it i'm solutions oriented and i feel like in therapy and counseling it's just like rehashing the past yeah and like you can't live there. And, yeah, yeah that's not my space right for sure that's interesting I'm more of a cheerleader. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear about your past. Let's talk about your future, right? That's absolutely like, okay, we're here now. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I've known you for sure. What do you want to do in high school? Do you know? Uh, so I, I think that I always thought that I would do something – I definitely always wanted to do business. So that for sure I knew. I've got sort of this creative side. So I always thought I'd do something more creative, but yet in all of my positions, I ended up doing like a lot of teamwork and team building. So my creativity clearly is translated through people Mm -hmm. is the way I would like say it's resulted in life. Although I feel like there's this like tangible, like artsy side that I've never actually been able to like bring to fruition. I can't play music. I can't no, sing. See, here's can't. the thing. I'm going to challenge your your understanding of this. Mm. You are a creator. Yes. The way that you create is in business and in community and relationships, mm-hmm. which is not how people typically think of a creator. Right. But you're creating. Well, thank you. And that's what I do too. Like mm-hmm. that's, I hang out with a lot of creatives. Mm-hmm. That's the target audience of people that we do a lot of business with. And sometimes I kind of like, I feel like I have that imposter syndrome too, where I'm like, well, you're a creative, but I'm not really. Right. But I've justified it as like, I've built a business. I build community all the time. Mm-hmm. And like you, my, my creativity shows up through 
my engagement with people. Yes. Yeah. So you're a creator. I yes. give you that title. I can see how we're kindred spirits yes. in that respect. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. So um, give me some of your laundry list of work experiences that you've had over your career. Sure. So I seriously was raised inside of our family business. So we're manufacturing company. So I've done everything from... But details. What details. is it? So what is my manufacturing yep. company? So uh, my family's business is called Duncraft. Um, it's based in, it's headquartered in New Hampshire. It's located entirely in New Hampshire. They're a direct-to-consumer business that manufactures bird specialty products. So bird houses, bird feeders, specialty, anything that brings fr- your feathered friends to your front door or inside of your yard in some yeah. way. So Such a niche business. Right. Serious yeah. niche. And, yeah. um, you know, a huge base of like, you know, my learning in business, like it's, it was an excellent foundation for sure. How long were you there? Um, so I hired at two, worked there until I was about 18, went off to college. You say two? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. Hired at two. <laughs> was that New two. Hampshire has like tight, like employee requirements. You have to be at least two to have. Yes. <laughs> yes. The, the, the labor, the, labor laws, you had to be at least two or parents older like, in you, order to you're work. pushing it. We got to wait until you're two. <laughs> Settle down. And then I was the only one of my friends that actually had a job when I graduated college because it was 1988 and there was this big like housing recession and all of that. Um, and so I went back to the family business. My dad made me an offer letter and I ran the retail division. I left there shortly after. I think I only was there maybe two years after college. And then I ended up going to uh, work for an architectural firm and I worked, I was there general manager, business manager, um, marketing person. And I did that for eight years. And then was I, that in New Hampshire too? That was in New Hampshire also. Yep. And, and um, if I'm remembering correctly, part owner of the company? No, I tried to buy it. Um, okay. but, uh, that just didn't come to fruition, um, with another partner. Gotcha. Um, he ended up actually, we, we were so successful. He, um, was able to take a year off. So he took a sabbatical, um, and went to Italy and never came back. <laughs> Ever. Those yeah. creatives. Yeah. <laughs> That's correct. Um, from there, I ended up actually um, transitioning to an engineering firm that we did a lot of partnership in our our building development um, with, with the architectural firm. And so there, um, I joined the team as the director of marketing. It was an, empl- we transitioned it to an employee-owned company. So I eventually had um, employee stock ownership in it. That's what I think I was referring to. Yes. Okay. And so, yes. Yeah, so I, so there was ownership in that position and I did that role for 10 years and that was um, definitely relationship development, business development, team building, mm-hmm. and then business strategy. And then uh, I went back to my family's business actually after 10 years of doing engineering and architecture and helped them make a massive shift in um, their marketplace. We were doing a lot of different channels and all of those channels ended up competing against ourselves. And so we slowly but methodically shut down all of those channels while we amplified our own direct to consumer. And basically, yeah, we domineered the product then at that point, which was an incredible shift for them. And it was a three-year process, but we did it successfully thankfully that's awesome did you come back with a whole new viewpoint after working at the architecture <coughs> firm and engineering like coming back to the bi- family business where you're like eyes opened a little bit um it made me appreciate a lot of the so i i th- say my roots are family but really the partnerships inside of businesses yeah it gave me a whole new perspective of it which honestly i get to use today like i work with people who 
you know, bring in partners or bring in partners after the fact or start businesses with their best friends. And I just, there's a lot of things that will and do and are guaranteed to go go wrong in that process because it always does. Did the birdhouses look more architecturally interesting when you came (laughs) back? You know, what's interesting. My dad is, my dad is the creative in the business and he just is so cutting edge. It's super cool. I have no influence on the actual product itself at all. Just the channels we push, we push them out to. So, yeah. Gotcha. Good question though. It's fun. Yeah. Okay. So from there, Mm -hmm. back to your family business, you're there for how long? So that was a, that was a three year um, transition for them. What years With, was that? Um, that was 2009, no, 2010 to 2013. And I went back with the understanding that I was moving to Idaho, that they had me for three years and I had a purpose of okay. why I was there and what I was helping them do with the intention of coming to Idaho, so. And when you came here or were planning on coming here, Mm -hmm. did you know that your business consulting firm was going to be what you were leading with? Absolutely not. I was uh, flown out um, to interview with a number of very large companies here. I'd never actually worked for a large corporation or a a business more than 100, I guess. I'd always worked for fairly small to medium-sized businesses. And um, my VP of something something at bodybuilding.com didn't pan out. We moved here in September of 13 and the government shut down, literally, like two weeks after we arrived and the Boise market just like clenched is the word mm. I would use. I was like, huh, what am I going to do now? You came here to work at bodybuilding.com? I came here. I I was I was expecting an offer from them. Yeah. Yes. But you mentioned the three years. You just knew. Oh, I knew I was coming here, but so I started interviewing maybe six months out and an inner and a resume from New Hampshire is super attractive. But as soon as it turns to a Boise resume, it didn't get any traction. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Everything got really quiet really fast. So I put all of my dishes and all of my linens in the right spot and got settled. And I was like, well, what am I going to do now? I wasn't sure. So talk to me about that process. So I, I figured like if I, I'm not going to wait for someone to hire me. So I started a business. You're I mean, why an accidental not? entrepreneur. I am kind of actually, <laughs> I really was intending. I was going to get a job. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what my family expected me to do too. Really? Yeah. So when you decided I'm going to start a business where you're like, I'm going to start a business, but I don't know what it's going to be or. Yes, I did. And I went online and took an assessment. How to know what you want to do when you grow up. Was it on uh, Facebook, MySpace, where, how far back? I think it caught me on LinkedIn. I'm just being honest. Like, I think it was a LinkedIn, it could have been a Facebook thing where I was just like, and it suggested a bunch of franchises at the time and uh, it introduced me. So I say like how I became a business coach or, you know, an, an executive coach, totally by happenstance. We don't have those back East. Everyone is a consultant and I perceive myself to be like very much a consultant, a consultant role as a coach, but it, it came back with, you know, a coaching idea. And I was like, I love that. I love that term. Um, consultant is a lot of hard work, but coach feels like it's more like cheerleader-ish. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you help someone like learn to do what they need to do, you know, gain the skills. So an online poll. Mm-hmm. An online poll. Right. And that's what it came back with. Wow. Yeah. Like, I think this is what I'm going to do. The poll told me what to do. That's right. And you know what? <laughs> like it totally, like the moment it, like it entered and I was like, that's it. And I, I like ran up and told my husband and I was just like, Mark, 
I, I think I'm going to be a business coach. And he's like, oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> why, why would you want to do that? I'm like, is he, what is that? <laughs> and it's interesting because you just moved to Boise. And I mean, yeah. it would be nice to be like, well, I know 20 business owners or I know people. Like, I'll just call and them and see how one. I can help them. That's what I mean. So what, what yeah. were next steps? Yeah, a lot of getting to know a lot of people. Like, literally, all day long, every day. Like, that's how I met TJ. Yeah. Um, randomly, right? And um, I was in coffee meeting after coffee meeting after coffee meeting. I don't miss those days, but it, I made some really great connections pretty fast. Actually. And just reaching out to yeah. people and saying, hey. Yeah. What, what was yeah. the time period between you saying this is what I was going to do to you, this is what I'm doing? So I decided on November 13th that that's what I wanted to do. And I essentially enjoyed the holidays. And I think my first business meeting was on January 2nd. Jeez, that's a quick turn. Yeah. And now you're a business coach. Yeah. No, I'm a business owner who runs a coaching business. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but but your proposition for all your meetings was what? Like, how are you, how are you getting your meetings at that point? I went and did, uh, joined every networking group. I attended every, you know, like I was out just meeting people all day long. So I don't know if that's your question. Like yeah, I literally yeah. joined, I joined Rotary, I joined BNI, I joined a chamber group, I joined a tips group through chamber. I attended every networking event I could with the intention of actually, I needed people. Like I'm a, I'm a people person. So I needed, I needed new friends. I needed a new dentist. I needed a new hairdresser. I needed all of these things. So I was going about it, not just because I thought people needed business coaching, but I, I needed people. Mm -hmm. And that's how it evolved. Do you remember your very first client? Oh, yeah. Who was it? Um, Jennifer Boyd. Okay. And how did you get that? I attended a B&I group. She was not there that day. I was actually at visiting her group. And someone at the group, Phaedra, said that I should meet with Steve Rausch and Jen Boyd. And um, those are two of my first clients in the business. Yeah. And um, I've worked with Steve every single day since then, yep. you know, um, and Jen for many years, not yeah. to like call her out, but yeah. yeah, for many years. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. In that first year, did you have goals set for what you were trying to accomplish? Yes. I, I mean, I got to imagine for somebody that wants to make sure I have yearly goals that you had I, to have done that for yourself. I, I, I did. I, <laughs> I did not meet my goals my first year. As a matter of fact, it was the most amazing year ever. And it was also like my worst year ever. Yeah. Um, Amazing year, hard. relationally, worst year financially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My so my intention was, uh, I think I think I set a goal of like a hundred thousand in revenue, right? Like I've got twelve months, that's no problem. Mm -hmm. It was really difficult. Yeah. Um, no one knew me. I was unproven, and there were a lot of people calling themselves business coaches. It was like every fifth person I met, they, they said that they were one too, and I was like, oh. Uh -oh. Kind of like realtors. <laughs> kind of like realtors. <laughs> so true. Except I think but it's higher. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you were experiencing and you're yeah. like, oh man. Like, did you question it? Were you like, I oh did. My gosh, there was, there was a moment in right time thing? where I was like, you know, I think I want to call this something different, yeah. you know? Were um, you meeting with any of them, seeing like where the opportunities in the market were? Like if there were so many coaches. Oh, that, yeah, we were, I mean, we're all like, you know, like exchanging, like, so, you know, like, you know, you know, what's your niche or what, you know, like trying to figure out like what the difference was. Right. And, yeah. 
Um, I think I know now what the difference is on myself and others. Like I was in it, I was in it to like help someone for the rest of their life. And it wasn't just a side gig or something that I did because I couldn't succeed as a realtor. Sorry. That's <laughs> good. We'll just keep circling back to it. <laughs> so year one ends. You didn't meet your goals, but it was really relationally rewarding. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. What What did you do with that? You're, you're making the turn on year two. What yeah, so um, interestingly enough, I think the the one thing that I've recognized as a coach is the most important thing that I can do is be the most congruent person of the advice that I give, right? And like be and do be, be, do you say you or what want I'm suggesting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think I realized. So I'm I was consciously competent as a coach, um, but I was unconsciously incompetent about how to actually like start a business from ground up. Like I've always gone into businesses and made them grow, 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 grow. So I went back to basics and figured out how to get really good at the things like, you know, you need support, you need an office, you need, you know, things that actually establish you and give you leverage mm -hmm. and give you, you know, building systems to allow you to, you know, multiply that and being a good example for everyone I was coaching. Yeah. But you're going into year two and you just had a not great financial year. Yeah. Did you like double down financially or were you just like, bootstrapping? What, what did that so look like? It was hundred percent bootstrapped. Um, and what I doubled down on is I, I literally said, like I looked at my mileage log and my receipts and said, well, I'm spending about $600 a month driving and in coffees. So if I get an office, I can afford about $600 a month. And people so come to me, everyone comes to me and I can be in one spot and I can then follow through and build the systems and, and hire someone and like do the things. So that was my like obvious next thing to do. And I was super scared. I was like, yeah. I got a nice office, yeah. you know, cause I wanted that, you know, branding essence to it. But yeah, it was a big commitment. I was like scared. Yeah. My first lease was three months. I'm like, I don't know. Like I'll just, can I even do this? <laughs> Which was where, where were you? I was at Regis. Yeah. Yeah. At the village. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which was a beautiful space. Yeah. You were yeah. there for how long? Um, I ended up being there nine months while looking for another space, which, you know, took me some time and, you know, now I'm in my forever home. So that's a big jump mm -hmm. from Regis to where you went. That was your next step. No, my next step was Silverstone. So, um, I, I looked at, I looked at my current space yeah. at 30th and Maine at six months and I like walked into the space and it was, it was dirt. Um, all the windows were taped up and it was just like this big L and I was like, I, don't actually need this much space. You know, it's just, it's just me and Andrea, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what are we going to do in all this? Um, so I walked away for 18 months and went to a space in Silverstone, not in like the Silverstone building, but near in Cobalt yeah. Way. Yep. I was there for a year and then went back and revisited and it took, um, I extended my Silverstone location for six months while they built my space gotcha. for me. And you've been in that space for how long now? Um, we just passed our fourth year. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So then that's, are you six years in business? Eight. You're, you're eight? Eight. How'd that happen? I know, right? It just, just goes by just like that. Sorry. Clicking. Yeah. <laughs> so then you did the build out of the space too? Yeah. So it was a shell or it yep. just hadn't. 
It had it had no personality, and it sat there, and it waited for me. It was meant for me, for sure. I know that in my heart. You don't regret it at all. It's been pretty critical for you. It, um, I think it's, uh, it was a, it was a pivot point um, in everything for me. Even like me as a, like a, I don't know, like the confidence in what I was trying to create. I mean, I always said I was going to build a coaching training facility, but yet I wasn't in a place where I could train mm-hmm. anyone. So talk well, about that space, like yeah. the design of the space. And so um, we have a co-working space. Um, so we have a reception area. We have like a nice big social area where our clients can come in, like hop up to a bar, belly up, plug in their laptop, access the Wi-Fi, and just be in the space. Um, we have an enclosed, um, I'd say fairly high-tech, nice modular training um, system that allows us to uh, train 20 people like in a table format, but it could be four to five in classroom style. And then I've got three professional offices that I have actually clients, two, two clients working in the space as well, like full time. And then my space. So, yeah. How many clients have you serviced so far? Do you have that number? I think we're at 468. Jeez. Yeah, because wow. I just did that count at the end of last year. So it's pretty significant. And like when I look at it, like my goal is always that I want to impact 100 one million Idaho lives. I totally think we've done that or we're close to it Yeah. based on the size of the businesses that we coach and the, you know, the way that that trickles down. Cause I think coaching is like a ripple yeah. and it's pretty amazing. Did you overestimate year one? I overestimated year one. Did you underestimate year three? I way underestimated year three. And Which is why you've told me that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. What you think you can do in a year is probably not possible, but you can way, way do more than you think you can in three. Yeah. 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 It's been fun to watch our companies grow. It really has been. Yeah. Yeah. I, that like that, like, like that's what makes me tick for sure is to see people like just stretch and grow that way and like get into their own, Mm -hmm. like love what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you're not loving what you do, stop. I'll confess that my engagements with you are infrequent. There are seasons where I feel like I need you to assist me more than others, but recently had a session where the common theme that we go back to is I don't want to grow up yet in business. (laughs) So I approached her with my last session with, okay, it's been six years. I think I'm ready to grow up just a little bit. Where are the areas that you can foresee I can actually handle growing up. We came through a list of a few things that I get to work on this year. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. My pleasure. And do you think that's the process in general? People come to you and they're stuck on something or problem or like, how do you, I guess, how do you onboard new clients? Yeah. Most of my clients are, um, are, they've been really successful. They are successful at what they do, uh, and then they get to a point where what they've been doing no longer works or isn't getting the result that they want. They are either feeling stuck, stagnant, less passionate, or overly passionate, but can't quite figure out how to get it done. So it could be super, super good or super, super bad. I'd say I'm not the coach for someone who has failing, and I'm not like the business is going down, save me. That's someone else. That is definitely someone else. That's more um, in counselor role, which you <laughs> self-admittedly don't play in. <laughs> I, 
Correct. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't exactly call myself like I'm not the turnaround coach where I come in and fire all the people and, you know, replace them with the right people. And then they, you know, it's not my thing. So what about the person who's starting a company? Are you the right coach for them? I am not. Also, I've recognized and will tell anyone who's starting a business like you go do everything, you know, you should be doing, you need to be doing until you get to the point where you go, I don't now know. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing now. I don't know what I don't know. And you didn't know that at the beginning. I didn't. I yeah. had no clue. Yeah. And I felt that because that's what I was doing yeah. was starting a company. Yeah. You were convinced that you could help me. I but, was positive. But at the same t time, like there are so many foundational components that I picked up at that moment that I don't think would have let me build what I built. Yeah. Without you know, one of them being a phrase that I probably say on a weekly business, uh, on a weekly, um, on a weekly cycle to other people I'm talking to in business is, you know, do you want to be a really good employee or do you want to actually own a business? And so I kind of outline that, which is a principle I learned from you early on that <clears throat> a business is something that can operate and is sustainable without you being there, without right. your active involvement. Mm -hmm. And so that's like that learning nugget at the early onset of what I was working on was very foundational for me. So but what I found, which was you, what you just confessed was like, I still had things that I needed to go do and figure out what worked and what didn't. And I, that was a process that I needed to go through before I could come back to you and go, okay, I'm trying this and I'm not getting anywhere, but you got to try those things first. Correct. Yeah. And get a bit, little bit of traction before you can really help me. Totally. Can I throw you under the bus a little bit? Oh, totally. I, I love being thrown under the bus. <laughs> Um, your idea, your first, like w how we started working together mm -hmm. under this other um, entity, not what yeah. you're doing today, yeah. um, was so cutting edge and so unique that you were afraid to sell it. And um, as a coach, I was like, well, you just got to go sell it. You're like, well, I'm not ready. And I'm like, but you, you got to sell, you got to sell it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're like, I can't, I don't know if I can charge this. And I'm like, you, TJ, <laughs> you can't be in business if you're not selling it. Yeah. I was very new to that world, yeah. which gave me no confidence yeah. in, in the world of, you know, basically like adverti advertising and marketing. Like I had no track record to, to tell me, you know, that, that I could get away with that, but that got me where we're at. So I'm okay with it all of that. Absolutely did. So Just good thing it didn't succeed. A stepping stone. In, in I a guess. different in a different path, but 100 percent of your idea. I'll accept being thrown under the bus <laughs> and not being able to sell what I wanted to do. <laughs> so to transition, that I find that um, when someone has been in business for about three years or more, right? Because I work with you know I work with hundred year old com companies too. That until you've really done everything you already know you need to do, mm -hmm. you're not even ready for a coach. Totally. Period. I can see that. As much as you think you might be, you're yeah. not. It's a good collection of people that you've worked with. I'm curious, do you have, you know, one or two like home run hits that you're like, I did that or I can't believe I did that? So it depends on what you consider a home run. And you, you personally. Oh, that I've done? Yes. Like I've done that. Yeah, they, like you consider it a home run. Okay. So here's my position. I would never take a credit for anything anyone does in their business because it's their business. Right. What I consider home runs for me is when someone achieves a massive goal, whether it's personal or professional, 
And I know that they've been able to do that through the process that I lead them through. Yeah. But I don't consider it my home run, but it makes me feel like I've gotten a home run. Totally. Right? Yeah. And so whether it's someone building their dream home and you know that you're the one on the phone with them where they're going, like, tell me, like, I tell me I can do this. Like, am right. I crazy? Like, like, I feel like, like, this is what I'm supposed to be in business for. Like, can I actually build my dream house? And I'm like, heck yeah, let's do this. Yeah. We're building a dream home. Totally. You go cheerleader. Exactly. <laughs> um, but knowing what their business can do and understanding the financial backside of it, I wouldn't tell someone yes if I'm like, wait a minute. Well, you're not quite paying your vendors yet, so you can't go yeah. build your dream home. No, right. let's be real. Yeah. But when they can and you like give them that confidence that they can. so. Is there something specific, though, that you have in mind where you're like, that victory for that person? Yeah. Are you able to share it? Oh, it, it, he literally just moved into his dream home okay. um, over the holidays. And like, that is that type of thing is a home run for me. It's not yeah. like the biggest home run I've had, but it's a, a real one that's real right now. Yeah. You know, and then, so. What about, what about in the six year or the eight years? Is there like one big home run, like your office space? Oh, my Or like a client that you picked up that you never yeah. thought you would be able to get or, you know, some, some sort of result like that that, sure. that you can tell us about. I'm pausing only because I'm trying to think of the one yeah. and I don't think I think that way. Right. So I've got a, a, a stepping stone of yeah. some. I consider a home run to be definitely the launch of our office space. It actually created the space and the energy that went along with like something I was having to carry with me to create a space every single time. And my space does that. So I love our space. It just feels, you feel it when you walk in and it's been a, an amazing conversion tool. I think people go, oh, okay, she's real. Yep. I'd also consider a home run like the team that I've built, like every single person I add as as a member to the team just amplifies who we are and what we're about and what we believe and what we're doing. And so I'm super proud of that. I would say home runs have also been like um, some of the conferences that we've been able to put on. But I mean, that feels like, like I was so proud of, you know, the ones that we've done in the Valley, but then we, times have changed, right? And I yeah. haven't done a conference in, it's been three years, <laughs> which, you know, like that's the old news. Yeah. I have $2 billion companies in my client portfolio, which I feel like not many people can say from Boise, yeah. which I'm pretty proud of. I don't know. Like it depends on what you consider home yeah. runs. So, no, it's so my guess. But those are the ones that you, you feel are your home runs, big home runs. What about, in the eight years, what's like the biggest mistake or biggest challenge that you faced that you didn't succeed in yeah. or that knocked you down? So I can't really, really talk about it, but I would say the one thing that I would say is that contractual agreements are really important to read, which I, I believe that I did. That still doesn't prevent um, people from being jerks. Yeah. And when you, I think a lot of people would have been like, okay, I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to fight for what's right here. And just being forced to fight for what's right made me stronger. It made me more powerful as an individual. And I feel like you can't just bully people. And so like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm like a mama bear when it comes to like, when people are signing contracts to make sure, like make sure you have an attorney look at that yep. and make sure you know the letter of the law so that you are confident in what you're doing. And so I'll just share that. Like, yeah. like never in a millionaire's 
what I have thought that I would have been faced with that's the scenario that I was in, mm-hmm. but I still won. Yeah. And second, do second you time really win? Have come up in our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, and you directly spoke to the good that came of it. Yeah. Even though, I mean, and that's most of the time, the challenges that you go through, the worst thing you go through generally has a positive outcome. Well, especially when talking to Allison. Yeah. <laughs> I heard obvious. Mama Bear and, <laughs> oh yeah. Because that's always what she's going to pull out of it. Yeah. yeah. So what about biggest piece of advice that you would pass on to a business owner or someone starting a business or? Yeah. Well, I think I'm, I, I'm, I'm not saying this as like a commercial, but like, I believe that I believe that every business owner should have someone who's a, a confident, who's not their father or not their best friend or not their spouse that is able to look at it from an outside perspective and really um, challenge the way that or tough decisions or even like, you know, big moves. Um, so whether it is a coach or not, someone who is coach-like to you and who is not going to tell you what to do, but help you think really in a broad perspective about all of the consequences or all of the opportunities around it so that you go fast in a certain direction and make a decision. And a lot of that I assume is filtered if you're talking to someone in your organization, because obviously it's a right. totally different dynamic. It is. And if you're, especially with business owners, like you just get a lot of yeses. Like a lot of people don't give you pushback. It's sort of like, okay, this is where we're going. Okay. This is where we're going. You know what I mean? People don't go like, well, that was a bad idea, but not tell you. Yeah, and that's the worst, right? Because we have a lot of bad ideas. Because as entrepreneurs, we're thinking a lot of things, you know? And so it's like that question of, okay, so how does that align with what you're trying to do? It's a good question. How long do you anticipate you'll be working this business? Do you oh, have a number in mind? No, not at all. Um, no I, end in sight. No, no end in sight. And I, I think that I'll be done as soon as I'm like not passionate about it, yeah. you know? Um, but my passion burns pretty hot. What phase of the business are you in? And if it was a chapter in a book, yeah. what would that chapter be called? So I think I think there's it's probably twelve chapters, and I'm in chapter four. Okay, would be my guess. What's it called? It would be called Sir Thriver. Did you hear that? Say it, it again. Sir Thriver. It was a hybrid, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, Sir Thriver. Yeah. That took me a minute. Survive yeah. and thrive. thrive. Yeah. Yeah. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So I think I think there's an amazing shift that happens in businesses when they have to go from the survival mode of getting it off the ground to the exponential point where they're actually thriving and sometimes just, you know, uh, that exponential growth. And so I look at Sir Thriving as every business owner's story. And so that would be that would be the book. Mm. Of I get to tell a lot of sort of thriving stories. Yeah. What does that look like for you right now? How does that show up? Yeah. Like what? T- tell me. Like give me some. Give me some paragraphs in the chapter. <laughs> so funny that you're saying this. I've actually started an actual book and then I hated it because I. Is it going to be twelve chapters? <laughs> I actually don't. That's <laughs> such a great question. I was thinking, well, if it's a book, like I don't want to read, you know, forty chapters, right? Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know if it's 12. It probably is actually. Great, I'm probably great. like pulling something from my memory. Yes. I I think that the chapters of the book would be about like how things begin, right? Like the the intention that we put on things 
and um, kind of the stories that go into how we get to where we actually have the confidence and belief in doing doing whatever like our passion is because I think a lot of people don't do what they're passionate about or maybe even don't recognize it. So when someone then finds it, like the the evolution of quickly learning what you need to learn and then teaching others on how to do that so you're not the only one doing it in the business perspective and then actually like becoming the investor or the mentor that helps everyone else get there too. Mm-hmm. So I guess that yeah. kind of would be my vision of how that and then being able to tell the stories of like how people do each of those phases, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And how you see it outcome in the end. Yeah. At the end of the day, I want to be an investor in other people. Mm-hmm. Um, not just um, a strategic thinker, but like an actual investor. I told you there's going to be some nuggets dropped on this one. Yeah. I mean, uh, get a business coach and owner on a podcast and look out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still wrapping my head around serve thriver serve thriver do you think this will be your last business i don't yeah i don't i actually um i would say that i hope like this will be the business that i'm running or i'm i'm like my baseline but it will create other businesses out of it Mm -hmm. that's the intention yeah do you have your eye set on what the next one is i don't I mean, she didn't even know she wanted to be a business coach. So (laughs) open, open for what comes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although I I will take that back a little bit. I actually think we're going to do a game and there will be a business out of that. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that would be interesting. Yep. And I thought my, um, I thought we would be doing a business, but that didn't come to fruition just due to circumstances. Yeah. Closing question. Yeah. Unless there's anything else you want to bring up, ask, dig into. I'm wondering if like talking to so many people doing business, mm-hmm. if they're like, can you just come work for me? <laughs> You've heard that, I, I assume, right? Well, I, I do I do feel like I work for them already. And um, I think that they also feel that way too. So it's, you know, we have coaching sessions, but I'm always available and they utilize that. You know what I mean? They tap into that. So I would say that everyone say on my team is Allison Dunn. And, 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 yes. and the other people they're surrounded by, for sure. But nobody's offered you to come work with me. A few handful of people have suggested, well, why don't, why don't I just suggest that, you know, yeah. could I, would, would you be this role? Thanks, but no <laughs> My thanks. company? Yeah. What's <laughs> ironic is it would, again, change dynamics. Yeah, really. it would, seriously. Totally. Yeah. What do you think about the business community here? Not closing question or comment yet, because I, you asking that made me think like, yeah, I bet you have like a collection of thoughts regarding who's here and mm-hmm. who's doing business, and like an impression, like it, somebody from the outside has never conducted business here. Yeah, explain that to us. Like, how would you describe that community? And um, let let me interject. Sure. First of all, what percentage of businesses are Idaho businesses that you work with? It's definitely changed over the years. Um, I would say typically my client portfolio is 50% or more Idaho based. And then usually the rest is all over the United States. Yeah. So Got it. everywhere. So, so focusing specifically on that 50%. Yeah. yeah. What do you, what, how would you describe that? Absolutely. I, um, I think that Idaho is incredibly business friendly. I find that from like a, a networking perspective, it's very easy to get connected to a lot of 
a lot of people. I think we're a very small city and it's very tight knit and some circles are you know more difficult to break into. With that said though, I think we have access to a lot of people and I think people will give you time if you ask for it, which I think is honestly a beautiful thing. So what do you wish was here that's not yet here? The ocean. Yeah. In a more realistic answer, what do you from from a business and business community standpoint? Sure. Like what what are you hoping will eventually be here? Is there anything that comes to mind? I I know that we're trying to be more tech friendly and cutting edge on that. Um, I hope that that actually comes to fruition in a lot of ways because I think an innovative community is more diverse and brings the most diversity mm-hmm. that you will find in almost any other industry. And I embrace that. That would be cool. Okay, last question. Mm-hmm. Closing one. Are you happy? I am. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you're happy and I feel you're happy. And I'm blessed to be in relationship with you. So thanks for coming. Thank you, TJ. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thanks, co-host. Always glad to be here. <laughs> Good time. Lots learned. I feel like I know you better now. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about these. If somebody wants to connect with you, mm-hmm. what's the best way for them to do that? I would say connect with me on LinkedIn, which is you'll find me under Allison Dunn. And then our website is the next best way, which is deliberatedirections.com. Okay. And if they do want to connect with you, I mean, is it easy enough to just send a request and yep, that just, happens? Yep. Cool. It all get it, it, everyone gets accepted. <laughs> well, I'm glad that's the case. Otherwise, I may not have ever been let in. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks again. Appreciate your time. This has been fun. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Hey, thanks for joining us today and listening in. We're really glad that you did. We're always open to having more guests on the podcast. And so long as they live here in Boise and are actively involved in building business here, no matter where that business might be located, we're actually very interested in learning more from them and potentially sharing their story through this podcast. Feel free to send us a recommendation for a future guest or simply connect with us on Instagram at Boise Business Builders. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we would greatly appreciate a review. Thanks again.